Welcome back to Judging Book Covers, a bi-weekly book club podcast, uh, where this year we're going through our 2019 challenge. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Megan Griffin. How's it going? It's good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Kind of surprised at the weather that we're getting, which is not snow. <laughs> yes, yes. I uh, went into the office yesterday and walked into my boss's office and went... I think I'm calling out sick. And he was like, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I think everybody is uh, hoping it's spring, but yeah. I don't think we're there yet. Not yet. <laughs> but I was walking the dog the other day. There's this little, uh, it was a bakery on the corner, or a little coffee shop. And I, when we first moved, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I have, it's like super close. And then I realized, oh, damn, it's closed. So oh, no. that was out. Yeah. But then I was walking him the other day and I saw someone walk in and someone or someone like doing something. And I was like, that's interesting. So I kept doing the same walk with the dog and would look every time. And then a couple of times I saw people walking in and out. It is an ice cream place. Ooh. <laughs> it used to be a cart. Um, I, I don't know. They might still have the cart, but it's called Tricycle Ice Cream. And we got an ice cream sandwich from there the other day. That was pretty good. So I was like, oh, look out spring and summer. I'll be coming down <laughs> here all the time. <laughs> So Megan and I decided that at the beginning of each episode, we were going to do a little recap and talk about what we thought about the books we decided we were going to read that were not for the podcast. (laughs) And this kind of was born out of me being super guilty of starting a book that I said I was going to read and then not finishing it. (laughs) (laughs) So last time, Megan, you said you were torn between The Vanishing Stare or My Sister the Serial Killer. (laughs) Did you read either one or both? And what do you think? I actually ended up reading both. Um, I think we we got lucky that we're doing this right after 24 and 48. Mm-hmm. Um, and so The Vanishing Stair case is the sequel to Truly Devious. Um, I love the series as a whole, but as an like, individual book, it doesn't quite hold up on its own. Um, that being said, still love it. Still going to get the third book the moment it comes out yeah um and then my sister the serial killer is probably going to be in my top five books for this year it is it is very very good it was uh funnier than i expected it to be it's very short and quippy and Mm. um didn't end how i had expected it to so i highly recommend it for everybody nice like when a book has a surprise because there were some surprises in the book that we read for this one. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was very glad like, not to have seen it. this movie. <laughs> yeah. So was, what was your book that you, uh, you said last I had, time? I had said Everybody Yoga, which I did read and then also put into practice. Um, oh, because she talks a lot about, um, like, you can do your own. Because yoga in the Western side can be expensive. <laughs> and, like... Yes fairly commercial so she talks about that um so she's it's some of it she talks about like doing your own practice at home which I was like how how can I do that if I don't have someone on YouTube or someone in person telling me like hold your body this way don't forget to do this or do that or you know whatever um and she totally addresses that because she's like oh how can you do this if you don't have a person telling you (laughs) you can just do it (laughs) if it doesn't Um, feel good it's probably not good and she has um, there's a section that has, or a few sections, because it's divided by like standing or 
resting or, you know, the different poses basically with this is how you should go to get into them. These are the things that you should watch for with your body as you're holding them. Um, which actually worked out very well because I did a 30 day yoga challenge through this YouTube channel. I like yoga with Adrian. And I did not realize that on the 30th day, she basically unplugs the mic and it's basically like a free for all. You can follow her. You can do your own thing. You can do what I did, which was a combo of following her and my own thing. And I think reading that book definitely helped me because I was like, what? I have to do this by myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to try to do that a little bit more because I like that a lot. Definitely sounds like it's, helping with the meditative side more than just like turning off your mind and going through the motions yeah because someone's saying it so i really like that i'm gonna have to check this book out and also a little easier to do the meditating side of side of it when you're not like listening for the what's the host or the you know the the teacher instructor gonna tell me to do next you know so that was that definitely helped that's really cool yeah so we did a lot of reading between yes. the last episode and this one. It's also been very, very cold. Not as yeah. cold as the Midwest, but it has been very cold. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm just going to. Oh, I did get a find a cinnamon bun, bun place here. Oh, good. The last 24 and 48, I was in Connecticut. This one, I, I was going to go to this bar. I like it's. It's a bar from like 5 p.m. onward, but in the morning it serves as like coffee, breakfast. They have the most amazing homemade oatmeal cream pies. That <laughs> and is the perfect business. Yes. <laughs> I was going to walk there on Sunday and I was I was walking and then something made me look. They're closed on Sundays. So I went oh. to this other bakery called Sin, which is amazing. And I did not know that they had cinnamon buns and it was out of this world. Delicious. That's and a, a little macaron on the side because I was like, oh, I want one of those too. <laughs> Always a good choice. So cinnamon buns <laughs> and Star Wars books are my 24 and 48 thing. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> for anybody who is sitting there going, hmm, that sounds really cool. The next one's in July, which it'll be yep. very hot. So take a weekend to sit in front of the air conditioner with us and yeah. read. Or depending on where you are, maybe if you're in a cooler climate. You could yeah, outside. if you're like in Australia. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think it, Maybe yeah, Canada might be colder. Said he might do it. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's the weekend of July 20th. Is that Saturday and the 21st? I believe that's what it said on their website. Yeah. Because um, after I did it this time, he's like, maybe I'll do it with you. Like, <laughs> you should. It's a great time. It's a blast. <laughs> so our challenge for this week was a book that was recommended to us by someone we trust. And we read... Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. And who recommended this book to you? So I actually had dinner with Mary last night, who mm-hmm. uh, um, I thought was the one that recommended this to me. And as we were talking, I was like, you know what? I think it was just like a group of our friends kind of all were reading and watching the movie at the same time. And it oh. ended up on my list and never, like, I still haven't seen the movie either, which I have. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, probably. Oh, nice. um, I want to watch it too. But uh, it's one of the few movies. It's um, oh shit, I just forgot his name, Miyazaki. Um, but anyways, it's one of the few that I've been told is actually enjoyable and dubbed as well. Oh, because okay. usually it's you know you should watch Japanese movies subbed, but uh, Christian Bale does Hal's voice and oh really? <laughs> and okay. Emily Mortimer does uh, Sophie. So okay. Anyways, so there's like a, a group, uh, my friend Chris, Mary, and Faye, 
and probably Amy, but Amy's not on Goodreads for me to double check, uh, <laughs> all read this and loved it. And uh, that's how I ended up on my list. Well, I so. love all of them for making it go <laughs> on your list because I really enjoyed this book. <laughs> it was really enjoyable. I, it's so good. Despite all of them reading it and probably honestly talking about it back then, mm-hmm. the only thing I knew was that like Hal was a wizard. And he, his house moved. And I was like, I'm pretty okay. sure he's an evil wizard. <laughs> and I was like, that's all I knew about this book going into it. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's Christian awesome. Bale voiced him in the dubbed version. Yeah. Like, that was... That's really good that you weren't... Spo- there was something that happened where I was like, I was making dinner and I just... Ca- I was sorry, I had my Kindle out, but I was making a grilled cheese. So I was trying to do both things. And I read this thing and I was like this motherfucker I got so angry and I was like Chris I want to talk and he's like no don't tell me because I want to watch this movie I was like oh but I need to complain well the movie is apparently quite well it it holds true to the essence but it is different like there's Mm -hmm. no sisters yeah so I am curious if it was the same part where I also went what but where I was like oh I think this book just like completely turned in what it is for Mm -hmm. me (laughs) so And you, you read it on your Kindle, right? I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, I got this. It was on like a super... I get Kindle things sent to me, the daily deals, mm-hmm. which is a very dangerous thing. I don't recommend it. But at one point, it was like a dollar. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm going to read this eventually. I so. got... It was like three or four bucks. I was like, oh, this is cheaper than the book. And I don't have to wait. I, I honestly not, wasn't sure if the library had it. So I just did it on my Kindle. But I looked up the cover. I like the look of the cover. Yeah. Like this... Green. Actually, I don't know if you can see that. That's the same cover, yeah. Yeah, that mine is, yeah. But it's a it's pretty blue sky with this crazy looking castle that has legs, <laughs> and a woman with a stick like trying to get in through the door. <laughs> <laughs> um. So basically, the short summary of this is Sophie is a young girl who, unfortunately, apparently where she lives, being the eldest child of three means that. <laughs> You're just going to fail first and life's not going to be great for you and you're never going to do as good as your siblings. So don't expect much. Um, And what ends up happening to her is the Witch of the Waste puts a spell on her that turns her into an old woman and makes it so she can't tell anyone she's under a spell. But there's so much. It's I really like this book. (laughs) I have to say it opens up with this whole like explanation about the eldest child and like failing and everything. And I had to laugh because I was like, both of us are homeless kids. Yep. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) But it also like the explanation for it. I was like, no, this is kind of valid. Like if you take it back to olden times, like the oldest child is expected to inherit and -hmm. to continue on the family legacy while the second and third child can go and do whatever they want. And I was like, that logic I really, really like. And it's Mm -hmm. a great way of looking at it. Like, I don't know. I was just like, I kind of wish I could have had that excuse of like, I'm not going to do anything because I'm the oldest. I'm not expected. My, uh, so I am the oldest of five. I am, I am the only kid my parents had together. (laughs) But on my dad's side, I have three brothers. And so my brother, Alex, he's going to be 30 next month. But then the two youngest are 19 and 15. Um, (laughs) so the 19 year old, because it was essentially him and the youngest one in the house, you know, by themselves, you know, he and I have had many conversations about how the oldest child, the youngest child gets away with so much more than the oldest kid. God, yes. And 
Hernan Jr. and I have had many conversations because on my mom's side, my sister, I was like, she got away with so much stuff. Whereas <laughs> if I stepped out of line, grounded immediately. Yep. yep. <laughs> of course, I don't know if my sister would see it that way. And Marco, the youngest on my dad's side, definitely doesn't see it that way. <laughs> but I should, uh, I should have him read this. <laughs> yep. Like yep. the oldest having a hard time. <laughs> no, yeah, well, the youngest get to do whatever they want. The youngest, yeah. Like I swear, my mother, her arguments now are just like. Look at your sister. How old is she? I've been doing it this long. Do you really want to fight this right now? <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, we can if you want, but you're not going to win. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> That's the argument now? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they can get away with anything. Yep. <laughs> so Sophie has two sisters, um, Letty and Martha. Letty is the middle child. Martha is the youngest. Um, Sophie and Letty have the same mom, but then their mom passed away when they were very young and their dad remarried a woman named Fanny. And then they had Martha and the family has a hat shop. And then I feel like kind of at the beginning of most fairy tales, a parent dies, the father dies. Um, so Fanny tries to keep things going you know, for as long as she can, but she looks at the numbers and she's like, we, we can't afford to keep this going. So the youngest Martha is going to go to her friend, Annabelle Fairfax, who's a witch. And then Letty is going to go to Cesare's. I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. A pastry shop to learn. Uh, they're each going to learn their trade there. And Sophie's basically going to stay and make Take hats with Fanny. Family business. Yep. 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 And it is worth so, noting that like, even though this is so, you know, overall fairy tale fanny loves the oldest like the they're not her kids but she doesn't mm-hmm. treat them any different right so and I was they love her very glad that like straight yes. out front it was like this is not an evil stepmother story and i was like okay good right where she was gonna send sophie and letty away and her and martha right. were gonna like yeah right very happy um they live in a place called market chipping it's a mm-hmm. town in the kingdom of angry i feel like it's probably how you pronounce it yep um, so basically Sophie spends a lot of time making the hats and also talking to them. Um, and this is where I was like, Oh, Sophie, what's going on with you? <laughs> she makes a hat that says basically, um, you have a heart of gold. Someone in a high position will see this and yes. things will be great. And this young woman comes in, buys it. And the next thing everyone knows, she runs off with a count. <laughs> so... Yeah, I did basically. Love, love her talking to the hats. Where she's like, yes. you're such a plain hat. Yeah. You're such a boring hat. <laughs> but you know what? You're going to sit on someone's head and they're going to be fabulous. Right. <laughs> or you're you're, you're going to have to marry money. That's yes. another one that becomes important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so basically we, we, as she's making the hats and we hear the little gossip from, like throughout the town, we learn about the Witch of the Waste. Mm-hmm. Um, she threatened the princess, so the king sent his personal magician wizard, Solomon, to go to the waste to basically deal with her. But everyone thinks that that wizard has since been killed because no one has seen him. Um, and then a few months after that wizard is sent out, a moving castle appears, and it's <laughs> Wizard Howell's moving castle. Um, this wizard is said to collect young girls and suck out their souls or others say that he eats their hearts. So basically he's evil. And at one point Sophie thinks, gosh, him and the witch of the way should just get together, which is what I thought. too. <laughs> I had the same thought too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so on May Day, when everyone is celebrating, Sophie decides she's going to go visit her sister, Letty, mm-hmm. who is at the pastry shop. As she's going out in the crowd, she gets really overwhelmed with the crowds and the noise and everything. And then she runs into this young man who offers to buy her a drink. And she's like, nah, I got to go. And he's like, oh, OK, go ahead. But he calls her a scared a mouse. Yes, he calls I'm her a scared, scared mouse. mouse. <laughs> <laughs> but he lets her go on on her way. And she gets to the pastry shop. And Letty, I love that um, we leading up to this, that rumors were coming, not rumors, but it was coming back to the hat shop that Letty was doing quite well, that all the young men were coming, flocking to that pastry shop <laughs> to, to see her. <laughs> and yeah, that was true. <laughs> Letty's gorgeous. And mm-hmm. uh, like they, everybody expected her to marry for you know, marry someone rich and live happily ever after. And Martha, or do I have that backwards? And Martha was going to, no, Letty was going to get married, marry comfortably and be smart. And Martha was going to go off and have the grand adventure. The reason why this is confusing for us to explain (laughs) is because Letty finds out, or Sophie finds out a little bit after she gets there and her and Letty go to a back room that she's not actually speaking to Letty. It's Martha. (laughs) (laughs) That Martha did go to Miss Fairfax and found a spell that would basically let them switch places and let them look like each other and then slowly wear off. (laughs) Yes. Which I like, because like Uh, Martha... And Sophie are pretty, but Letty's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And Letty wanted to learn witchcraft, and Martha didn't, so boom, (laughs) problem solved. Um, And then Martha is also the one who points out to Letty, or to Sophie, that maybe Sophie's being taken advantage of, that Sophie's always been really good at making hats, and... Maybe she should be getting paid for her labor. <laughs> to which Sophie's, I feel like, I don't know. I get, I get why Sophie didn't ask. And I don't know if this is an oldest child thing or if I just like relate to that where it's like, but I'm still an apprentice. Like I'm still learning. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Martha's like, uh, you're really good. <laughs> oh no. And Martha also points out she's an apprentice, but she's getting paid. Yeah. I was really curious. I really related to Sophie. Like some of the things she said, I was like, no, I've, I've definitely felt this at mm-hmm. one time or another where it's just like, I just want to keep the peace. And, yep. and more so at my dad's house where it's just like, I'm going to try to fade into the background so that like it just mm-hmm. keeps the peace. Or as Martha points out about when speaking about Fanny, she knows you have this thing about being a failure because you're only the eldest. I think most <laughs> of the old, like the eldest kids around would know that fear of failure. <laughs> oh, yeah. The pressure put on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so basically that gets Sophie thinking and she does bring it up to Fanny about how maybe she should be earning a wage. And Fanny says, of course, yeah, we'll, we'll look at the, we'll see about that when I look at the books next. But then it never comes up again. And Sophie also thinks about how a lot of the times now it's just her in the shop that Fanny is off doing whatever. Yeah. The, she thought that Fanny was out like getting fabric or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Martha's like, no, she's out gallivanting. Like it's yes. she's doing nothing. I also, 
really enjoyed so martha's like roughly 15 i think and she's like i want to get married and have 10 kids and i was like oh my god yeah yep i hear the 15 year old in you <laughs> like yep i like there's a part where sophie later on meets a young child and she's like yeah she's cute but 10 of her <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah 10 kids that's a lot mm-hmm. but you gotta get started quick which is true. I yep. mean, her logic is sound yep. in that. Oh. If I want to get these 10 kids, I got to start get quick. to it. My guess is she gets like five. And then she's like, I'm yeah. done. That's enough. I'm done. That's enough. Yeah. Um. So then one day, Sophie's in the shop alone. because uh, Fanny's not there. And a woman comes in and it ends up being the Witch of the Waste. <laughs> and is there one man with her or two? There's one, Gaston. One, Gaston. And basically the woman has Sophie show her some hats and then reveals who she is. She doesn't like any of the hats. But she says that Sophie is meddling with things that belong to her, that belong to the witch. And she doesn't really explain it beyond that. And she turns, she casts a spell and Sophie notices, like she sees her hands change. Um, She's turned her into an old woman. Here's where I was like, gosh, Sophie, because she's very calm about all this. It's so like, she looks in the mirror and I highlighted, she says, don't worry, old thing. You look quite healthy. Besides, Mm -hmm. there's much, there's much more like you really are. And I'm like, there's no panic. And I can't stay here. Okay, let's just go. (laughs) She's like, all right, I'm going to clean out the fridge and I'm going to put on a frock. We're just going to walk. And it's like, you are now 90 years old. I'm I'm going to be 31. And I'm like, my legs already hurt thinking about this. No, she's very, very calm about it all. Um, She doesn't leave a note, which also, I mean, I know she can't tell anyone that she's under a spell, but she doesn't. She just leaves. She just yeah. gets her bread and cheese. She leaves the shop, starts walking. It's so bizarre. Um, she does find a scarecrow along the way mm-hmm. that she talks to. Like she props it back up and talks to it. And she does. So again, with the failure, um, she says something to it. Like now, if I wasn't doomed to failure because of my position in the family, you could come to life and offer me help in making my fortune. <laughs> Like, always with that failure of fear. Um, then she comes across a dog that is stuck um, in a in in branches or in a hedge. There's, like, a stick that got stuck in, its, in the rope around its neck. So she helps get mm-hmm. it free. And even though the dog, you know, runs off, she's like, well, that's fine because now I have this walking stick. Like, she's finding the bright side of everything. <laughs> yeah, she also doesn't particularly care for dogs. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Which I love that they don't use it as like, she's cool with cats. It's just like, eh, dogs kind of scared her when she was a kid. Which I get. You know, they haven't quite stopped scaring her. Mm -hmm. It's just a thin gray dog. Okay, I was curious if it was the dog that shows up later, but I don't think it is. Mm. Wait, it is. It is? Okay. Yeah. Because part of me was like, is this supposed to be the same dog? Like, it's a coincidence yeah. if there's more than one dog. But then I was like, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Because he mentioned it, something comes up about the stick. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Because I knew the scarecrow 
all that comes back. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, she ends up going to the castle, and try, she has a hard time finding her way in with the multiple doors, but she is able to wrestle her way in. Open the door. Like, why Why aren't you opening the door? Mm-hmm. Why is there a barrier? And it just was mm-hmm. crying up. She's just like, I'm an old woman. Why are you being mean to me? And I was like, yep. this wanted me to, like, I had a desire. I was like, I just want to be an old woman so I could talk to myself and be like, I don't give a shit if you think I'm mad. <laughs> and yell at people to open doors. Which I, I definitely have had an old woman. Um, I was waiting for the bus... I think it was with Josh and this old woman was like, why aren't you putting your hand out to help me down? We were like, we don't know you. (laughs) It was like a 90 year old woman. And we were like, I mean, we, Josh, you know, helped her out, but it was just like, that's what I thought of where I was like, oh yeah. Old people can get away with anything. to ask. Oh yeah. Because that wasn't an ask. Because I don't know you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, there was. There's a, not a faster way to get me to say, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Also, germs. Germs are bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, also, too, when she sees the castle, it's moving, but she yells for it to stop, and it stops. Yeah. She tries to get to the different doors, but there's barriers, so she ends up going back around. Finally, she gets the door to open, goes in, um, and... That's where she meets Michael, mm-hmm. who is the, we find out, is the wizard's apprentice. And he is super not thrilled for her to be in there. He's very nervous and like, what am I supposed to even do in this situation? Please leave. No, I'm not leaving. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm going to sit right here. She just falls asleep. She's like, well, I'm yep. going to go sleep now. Yeah. First, she fakes falling asleep. Yes. <laughs> Just to get him to leave. And he's there anxious for a little while, but he does eventually leave. And he's like, all right, I guess I guess this is what's happening. <laughs> um, and then we find then there's there's a fireplace, but we find out that the fireplace can talk. But we find out a little bit more about that. There's um, a fire demon in the grate who talks to Sophie. Uh, he I liked the description of the fire demon, a, a thin blue face. And then those curly green flames on top could be hair. And then those flames down there kind of look like a mouth and teeth. And like, oh, it is. It is. A, it's a face. It is, in fact, a face. <laughs> Which, so I was looking at Wikipedia um, to look a little bit about the author. And I think the original, like, first edition British cover has his face on it. It's on oh. Wikipedia. Um, okay. Which is really cool because I think the movie cutes it up a bit more mm. as we're like this cover um let me see if i can find the picture there's this one yeah that one it's yeah. like uh it's it's creepy like i would have expected yeah. this book to be creepy yeah it's creepy and i also it's get why she's like pointy teeth yeah green I, hair like she said yeah <laughs> but very creepy <laughs> it's um it is a very demonic looking face mm-hmm and I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he is a fire. He, he says, she says, what are you? A fire demon. He tells her straight out that that's um, what he is. And also that he can see she's under a spell. Yes. Um, he can tell that it, it feels like one that the witch of the waste 
you know, probably did. But, um, and, and that she also can't tell anyone about it. Um, so he says that he would have to study it to help her, you know, take it off. It might take a while. And also maybe we could make a deal where I break your spell. If you agree to break the contract that I'm under with the wizard. <laughs> right. So I was a little nervous for her at this point. Cause I was like, he said he was a fire demon. <laughs> yes. He's a fire demon. Only thing we know about Hal is that he sucks out souls and eats hearts yep. and they have a contract. So like if he can rein in a fire demon, yep. That's a little frightening. Um, she does agree to, oh, we also find out that the fire demon, or he says he does most of the magic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's keeping the house running, essentially. He keeps the castle moving, special effects, you know, the the boundaries and stuff. Um, but he kind of makes it sound like that wizard doesn't do anything. Yes. (laughs) I love Calcifer and Hal's relationship. Me too. Oh, me too. So, Sophie does agree. Um, he's thinking maybe she'll need to stay in the castle for a month for him to figure out, (laughs) you know, her thing and her to figure out his contract. Uh, so they try to come up with stories, you know, about what to tell Howell. Uh, They don't actually agree on one, though, by the time Howell comes back. No. And she thinks she wakes up and she's like, that was an interesting dream. Yeah. (laughs) But it was real. (laughs) Um... And then when Howell comes home, she says that she is his new cleaning lady. And he's just like, "Mm." he doesn't say yes or no to this. And we find out from Michael that Howell doesn't like to be pinned down. Like he doesn't like, so I I guess he doesn't like to commit to an answer on anything. (laughs) Which I kind of like, like if he didn't want it, he'd say no. I get the feeling, but we never Mm -hmm. really even hear him say no. No, we we do occasionally hear like, you can't do this. But yes. for the most part, it's just like, I'm not going to say yes. And I'm not going to say no either. Right. <laughs> but I'm not going to kick you out. So. Right. <laughs> um, and then two, also, Sophie recognizes him right away that he is the young man that she ran into on May Day who called her a little scared mouse. <laughs> That was uh, one of the points where I was like, oh, what? I, I didn't expect. I really expected this to be like a battle of evil wizards and witches. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait mm-hmm. a second. What does that mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. I thought I. So one of the things I really liked was them talking about the door and the doorknob. Mm-hmm. Now the doorknob has different spots of paint around it like a certain color red where if you turn it so the red is facing down you open the door and you're in kingsbury if you turn it and it's blue then you're in port haven Mm -hmm. if it's black though that one's unknown for now but when she eventually opens it there's like nothing there which is really weird but we find out more about that (laughs) um we also find out that the castle is an illusion there's only like the room she's in and two bedrooms mm-hmm. and a bathroom. It's not this huge thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so she does end up cleaning the castle, even though Michael hates it. Calcifer, <laughs> the, the fire demon hates it. They hate the, the dust or the whatever, you know, that she's doing anything. Yes. <laughs> um, Calcifer 
from what I gathered, it's never explicitly said, but like you can't let him burn out. Right. He always needs logs. And yeah. he does ask for them as he needs them. Yeah. And at one point, even it is like, hey, if you just move them closer, I can put them on myself. Mm-hmm. She also, she goes into the bathroom, which was disgusting. And has like <laughs> weeds in the shower that are like growing up from the uh, drain and like all these different tubes and stuff that have like skin and eyes and decay. And it's like, this is pleasant. Like, why are you labeled these bad things? But yes. that's where I was like with you, like, okay, he's a wizard. Yep. Maybe he doesn't eat hearts, but something, you know. Yeah. It's like the drying power, which I really liked. She's like, shouldn't that have a D in it? <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, I really wish I had some of that. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, crap. I lost what I was going to say. Oh, I did like to. One of the things Sophie sees fairly quickly is that, you know, people come in for their spells and Michael usually handles that transaction and that sometimes he hides some of the money. And uh, it's not because he's trying to just, you know, skim some money for himself. It's because otherwise, Howell will just spend it on crap. <laughs> like, yeah. Howell doesn't seem to be good with a budget. No, no. <laughs> Howell has a coin. He's going to spend it. Yep. Yeah. And then um, we also learn that he's fairly fickle when it comes to love. Oh, yeah. That uh, He's all about he the chase. He doesn't eat hearts, but he breaks them, basically. Yes. That he, when he is interested in a young woman, he's all about her, basically, until she falls in love, and then he's, he's done. Yeah. So and apparently he's, he's got one in his sight right now, and that's why he keeps yep. going out. And um, I really thought he was looking for her, and then we find out who he's looking mm. for, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's really unfortunate." This book has so many twists and turns. Yep. I uh, this is those where I was like, "Oh, Howell's a fuck boy." <laughs> like, oh, Howell is a dandy fuck boy. Like, like he as soon as. They're interested in him. Yeah. Done. Yeah. What does that even mean? He just (laughs) wants the chase. He loves, like, we've all met plenty of guys that are like this, that are, like, all about the honeymoon phase. And it's like, oh, you're interested. We gotta go. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, no, I agree. Yep. (laughs) It was... It was funny. There's an interview that I'm assuming is in your book, too, where the author talks about how many women fall in love with Howl. And I'm like, you know what? No. If I read this 10 years ago when everybody else was reading it or like five years before that, maybe, maybe. Yeah. D- maybe if I was a teenager. Yeah. I definitely no. would have probably fallen into the nah. trap of like. I can fix him or I will be the one that stops this pattern, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but no, I was like, mm, no, just let him get his jollies off. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with having a sassy dandy for a friend. Yep. Yep. 
And he also, when he's interested in someone, he like has tunnel vision <laughs> and doesn't pay attention to anything. Like uh, Sophie's cleaning and she also, uh, I think she paints inside or whitewashes inside. Mm-hmm. And Howell notices and says, wait, why does it look lighter in here? And Michael explains. And then after Howell leaves, Michael and Calcifer, they're like, oh, my God, he noticed. <laughs> like, it must be because uh, this girl, she's giving in or whatever. Yeah. He also takes two hours in the shower every morning. Yeah. And comes out Which... smelling of many a nice thing. Many different nice things, too. Yes. Some variety. Yes. Which I've never... Like, I curled my hair Monday, and I got that down to, to like, 10 minutes. I was like, we're not doing too much. (laughs) What are you doing in the bathroom for two hours? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But I love that Sophie is, like, setting herself up as a witch. They're like, oh, has he hired a witch? And Michael's Mm -hmm. like, no. And she's like, yes. Yes, I am. What are you talking about? Yes, I am. Yep. As people come to the door she's like yeah let's get that rumor out there yeah oh Um, we learned that michael started the rumor of him eating hearts or souls mm -hmm. yep she's like that that was very effective because it it made the rounds oh yeah (laughs) uh we also learned too that michael has a sweetheart because Mm -hmm. sophie sees some like love letters and i think uh, was it a Spun sugar rose or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's also got somebody. Um, Howell does not let her clean his room, so she doesn't get to like snoop around in there. And also the backyard. The backyard has stuff all over it, but he doesn't want her organizing it or touching it because he knows where everything is and exactly. needs it yeah. for his spells. That's where we also learned that like while Calcifer claims that he's doing all the magic, like Howell actually is a wizard and because he leaves and like I guess feels her going into his room. I don't know. But he comes back like instantly and is like, nope, you can't come in here. Yeah. He and, leaves and she goes upstairs and then boom, he's right there. Yeah. And he's, she's like, I thought I saw you leave. He's like, I meant you to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then when she goes outside, she starts sorting out there. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's right there in the middle of this pile of metal stuff that yeah. uh, she was going to move. He also gets really mad at her for doing cleaning up spider webs mm-hmm. <laughs> which there's something about him and spiders. spiders yeah spiders are fine which they keep the flies away i'm not here for it. no no. <laughs> no actually on uh minds at york alex has added a page to our website because we he does an animal fact for each episode and he has added a um number of episodes since his last spider fact because I told him, like, on the episode, I was like, no more fucking spider packs. Stop it. So I was with her. I was like, get the spiders out. Yep. But I was, Calcifer kept telling her, I've given you hints. She's like, give them to me again. And he's like, I can't. That's giving right. you facts. Because he also can't come out and say what his thing is. Yeah. Also, it seemed like she was not looking very hard. No. <laughs> for hints, she's just like, I'm going to clean. Like, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm a cleaning lady. I'm going to clean. It's like she's not quite convinced he's good. I mean, he did say he was a fire demon. <laughs> sure. But fire demons are not I just keep emphasizing that second word. Bad. 
Um, <laughs> one of my, like, so up to this point, Howell is sort of reminding me a little bit of Professor Lockhart from <laughs> Harry Potter. Not quite as dumb because he can do magic. Like, yes. he's, you know, but that vein always has to be perfectly in order. Spend my two hours in the bathroom mm-hmm. type of thing. And I tried to then imagine Professor Lockhart in this position when the stuff goes wrong with Howell's hair. Which <laughs> is so bad. It's so good. It's so bad. It's so good. But yes. Howell, he's in the bathroom, you know, doing whatever he does for his two hours. And he comes out wailing in despair because Sophie had been in there. She said she put everything back where it was. But maybe she didn't or he didn't read the labels when she moved stuff around. <laughs> but his hair, um, he said, look, it's it's uh, it's ruined that it's it, they could see it looked like slightly reddish, slightly pink. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> turns, <laughs> throws a full he, on fit. Just he, fit is like an understatement yes. for what he does. The room his magic comes out. So the room grows dim, shadows come up, and then the howls begin, which I was like, what is this? <laughs> a moaning horror. And went up to despairing braze and then up again to screams of pain and terror to the point where Calcifer shrinks down in his grade as low as he can go. Michael grabs Sophie and they get the hell out of the castle. <laughs> And when they go outside, they see that people are looking at the castle like, what is happening? What is this noise? Like, and they. <laughs> and like, if you cover your ears, he's made it so mm-hmm. that it's worse. And, oh, it's a petulant two year old. That's what it is. Yes. But even worse, because when Michael and Sophie go back inside, Howell is still sitting in the same spot he was when they left. Still in utter despair, but now he's also covered in thick green slime. <laughs> Just Which, like, what do you mean? <laughs> the, enti- the entire room is covered in slime, and I'm like, where did this come from? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so and bad. <laughs> they have to keep it away from Calcifer because it's it's wet. It could easily put him mm-hmm. out. Um, and this is because so- his hair is slightly reddish yes ginger it's ginger and i'm like well some people go for that exactly <laughs> nope nope he's he's upset and what's um, great is calcifer calls his hair mud colored it's like it's just mud colored <laughs> hair yeah <laughs> oh, it's, it's so dramatic such a tantrum and it's because it's because he thinks letty oh but yeah if we don't we, uh, we find is, out after we're at f- that point now yeah Yes, we conv- they convince him to clean up, and I liked that Sophie, real- you know, her her having to deal with her siblings, her younger siblings, she's learned that these tantrums are not always what, you know, not you can't take them at face value. Right. So she asks, like, is it because, I think she asks, is it because this woman, young girl, she doesn't want anything to do with him. He's like, she's so beautiful, she's so wonderful, she's amazing, and she doesn't love me. And then he says it's Letty Hatter, her sister. Yeah, at that point, like, my heart kind of dropped because I really thought, like, that he had been going out trying to find her and that, like, his fit was because he couldn't find her. And then it was, he was like, no, she loves another. And I was like, oh, no, he's really got oh. another woman. And I was Mine, heartbroken. I, 
I took it more as, oh, he likes Lenny, but he just wants to basically get her to fall in love with him and just drop her. So oh, definitely. Fuck this Howell. We're not definitely. doing this. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, Howell is less in my eyes because of all this. But then we find out poor Michael. Oh, my God. Poor Michael. So Sophie tries to go and talk to Letty to warn her. But I think this is, she gets stopped by the scarecrow. I think. Yes. First. Yes. She gets stopped by the scarecrow. She makes Calcifer like speed up the castle to keep him out. Which Calcifer throws a fit about. And she's like, double time it because of resources. I don't know. I was just cracking it up because it's like we got two hilariously sassy whiny boys in one house. (laughs) And then poor Michael and Sophie. I love Calcifers. He's great. Yes. (laughs) But he does it. He does it. He's exhausted after, but he does it. Keeps the scarecrow out. And then Sophie ends up not leaving to talk to her sister. So when Michael, Michael had left, when Michael comes back, um, he's like, oh, everything's okay. Letty loves me. And she's like, what? What is He's like, no, it's fine because she's never even seen Howell. It was all a mistake. So, so but we know that Howell was there at Mayday, and yeah, it was yeah very convoluted. And I was like, right, yeah. So Sophie basically says that Martha is her great niece, so she has him like sit down and tell her uh, what's going. Basically, she doesn't quite come out and say it, but. She basically gets him to say, how do you know Letty in such a way of which Letty do you really like? Right. Which um, he is in love with the Martha version at the at the pastry shop. Right. Which like. Yeah. Why say why not just say you live in a wizard's house. He's a wizard apprentice. You've got Kelsifer who's under <clears throat> a contract. Fucking say it's her, your sister. Like that was the one point I was like. You can say, like, she isn't barred from saying that it's her sister. But maybe so. because it would then lead to how are you a 90-year-old woman's sisters with Yeah. And then it's like, her. no. I mean, I get why she goes that route. But also I was like, this could have caused your spell to get broken quicker. But or at least <laughs> them to realize that you're under a spell. But also why Calcifer is not telling. I don't know. But yes, yes, he's in love with Martha Letty. Yes. Who um he's about he's she also asked Mar- Michael, how old are you? <laughs> he's about fifteen, so he's the right age. Um <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, right age in terms of he's not super like a crazy amount older than, Agreed. than and, Martha. And he does not also the right age say, to maybe start kids. Yeah. Have, having kids, but yeah. He does say like I've got three more years of this apprenticeship, like so they're not rushing off anytime soon, thankfully. Yeah. Um, I did also like that he says he knows that Letty's not lying, or Martha isn't lying because she stops twiddling her thumbs when she lies. And Sophie's immediately like, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, you picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a cute little thing. Yeah, at no point did it ever feel like Michael, like, he genuinely loves Martha. Yeah. It's not just for her looks. And then Howell comes back and we find out a little bit more about um, 
the Witch of the Waste, that the king wants Howell to volunteer to look for his brother, Prince Justin. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to. And <laughs> he said, basically, there's, you know, there's a woman in the, in the waste. She's just bad news. Uh, she promised to fry me alive last year, and she sent a curse out after me that I've only avoided so far because I had the sense to give her a false name. Which we had learned up to this point that usually when Howell was interested in someone, he would often give a fake name. So Sophie's like, you jilted the witch of the waste. <laughs> yep. That's not the way that Howell would put it. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. But also, yep. Howell is a fake name. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. So yes. he is a ridiculous man. I should have written it down, but I didn't write down all the different uh, names that he goes by. But he goes by quite a few in this book. The only one I... <laughs> in different areas. There's... Yeah, I didn't write down, like, the full ones. But there's Jenkins, which I think is his real last name. And mm-hmm. um, Pendragon, which is... Pendragon. That was a good one. Arthurian legend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. Um, he's Sorcerer Jenkins in Port Haven and Wizard Pendragon in Kingsbury, and Horrible Howl in the Castle. Hmm. But he's not that... I mean, he's not horrible in, in terms of an evil Just uh, in way. market chip. Yeah. yeah. I did like... So, Calcifer was very tired from having to speed up the, the castle to keep the Scarecrow away. And when Sophie says why, Michael and Howl are kind of like... Okay, Scarecrow. <laughs> but then the Scarecrow comes back and Howell gets rid of it. And he's like, that's some of the strongest magic I've seen. <laughs> but I think at yes. the same time, when they first see it, it's like Michael and Howell are like, oh, there's really a Scarecrow. <laughs> like, you weren't lying. You're not a crazy old lady. <laughs> yes, I loved it so much. I was like, because he, it's like an affectionate teasing almost but he's like mm-hmm. did you stick your big nose in this and it's like oh my you're just God. an yeah. old bat kind of like treating her yeah. but yeah like the whole like oh shit there's really a scarecrow yep oh such a mess yeah and then I did also like Michael and Sophie kind of teaming up so one day when Howell goes out they take the seven league boots to quickly <laughs> travel to see the real Letty uh Michael's thinking is that they could beat him there if they use these boots, but unfortunately Howell gets there. He's there already. Uh, Sweet talking Letty. Mm -hmm. And a dog's trying to attack him. Yes. (laughs) Yep. And they talk to Mrs. Fairfax who does actually know who Howell is. And she says that her and Letty know, and that she ain't knows which had her child she has in her, in her home. Um, that basically she recognized the spell immediately <laughs> and she, she wouldn't want to keep someone honey as a base. <laughs> yes, All of her spells her use honey, honey as spells. Base. Yeah. Uh, but she wouldn't want to keep someone, you know, against their own will. So she's just letting the girls stay, um, switched. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was cool. Cause if she's a witch, it's, you know, and it was also her spell. So yeah, there's, you know, Howl is questionable in his morals, but he's not, by this point, really evil. I mean, he's a fuckboy, but he's not evil. And the Witch of the Waste is evil. 
Yes. But like these people that you expect to be kind of heartless or like low-key evil, I don't there's a word for it, but they're not. They're not they're not malicious at all. Like everyone's just really super chill in this book. Yeah. But Letty oh, she also does talk about how Letty does like someone else that um has an unfortunate disability. Mm. Which means mm-hmm. she's he's cursed from the Witch of the Waste. Yeah, and that I think she couldn't help him. Yeah. But also, couldn't. she kind of, it's not that she necessarily wants Letty married off to Hal. It's that she realizes Letty's more powerful than she is and wants to find someone to train her mm-hmm. up more. Right. So it's just an interesting combination for sure. Yeah. And I like to, when Michael's talking to Sophie, we later, we get to find a little bit more about him. Um, His mom died. His dad got drowned in a storm. So basically he got kicked out of his house because he couldn't afford the rent. Mm -hmm. And he got, uh, just came to the, to the castle basically. Whoops. And kind of like with Sophie, Howell didn't turn him out. (laughs) Yeah, it basically, like, opens the door as he goes to knock and just, like, lets him... No, he's sleeping on the front. He's sleeping, yeah. Yeah. And then he just falls in and he's like, well, okay, you can wait inside. And yeah. hung out and he started talking to Calcifer and then he never left. So it's yeah. kind of like Sophie. Yeah, it, the common theme, which I think Michael points out, is that, like, if someone can look at Calcifer and kind of recognize that he's something weird but is like that's mm-hmm. fine or if calcifer is like this person's fine right then hal doesn't argue it yeah but a lot of people will look at calcifer and get terrified or calcifer can also tell if you're yeah evil he can sense like if someone's knocking on the door he can tell if they're a human he could tell if it's the witch yeah, yeah he can tell he's a good little fire demon to have around yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> um, I liked when Michael and Sophie like worked together when they tried to go see Letty, and then also when they go to try to catch a falling star. Yes, uh, because Michael's having a hard time with the spell that that Howell left him, and Sophie tries to help him, and it starts with go and catch a falling star. So she's like, maybe we're supposed to actually you're supposed to actually do that. Uh, so they try, and. They're able to catch up to a falling star who basically begs them to let it die. That that's the point. I'm falling. I'm supposed to die. Don't catch me. Which is kind of sad. It was. It was very sad. Um, And very unexpected, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But that is where I was like, oh... I think I know what's going on with Calcifer. <laughs> yes. And especially because Calcifer's like, didn't you catch? He's like, yes, shut up. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah. He's all, yes. He's like, Sophie, I gave you a hint. And it's like, she's like, oh, did you? When? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because eventually Howell comes back and Michael says he's having a hard time with the spell. And Howell looks at it. He's like, I didn't leave this for you. What is this? <laughs> And he figures it has something to do with the door that because Sophie was sticking her nose where it doesn't belong and she did try opening the door with the black paint down so that when you open it, it looks like there's nothing in front of you. 
um, that it must have been coming from this entrance, which we later find out is to Wales. Yeah. Which is our world, you know, with no magic. Wales in 1980s. Yep. Which is where Howell's from and where his sister and her family still live. And basically the spell that should have gone to Michael got mixed up somehow and his nephew ended up with the spell and Michael ended up with a piece of the nephew's homework. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, some of the poetry, John Doe, John Dunn yeah. poetry. Yeah. Um, I liked the descriptions of, because Sophie and Michael don't know this world. They've never been here. <laughs> so... The, these kids they're sitting in front of this box and there's these these moving figures and they're doing something with these things in their hands that are connected to this box that's connected to this other box <laughs> and that when Howell goes to interrupt he pulls the thing out by its roots so he just yes. plugged the video game controller but I was like I love this description so much <laughs> especially because the kid's like he's only got one life or something yeah he'll and lose I immediately his life. <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's it he'll lose his last life or yeah and I was like, oh, they've got to be playing some kind of video game. But mm-hmm. Sophie and Michael are like, oh, shit. And they're like, you have no regard for, like, your nephew's life. <laughs> yep. Such a mess. But that's why she was so... Because, like, getting to go through the... Because when Howell first opened the door and it looked like there was nothing, as he started to go in it, she was like, oh, you can get through this. What is this? So her and Michael were very excited uh, to to follow him. So that's why when Calcifer Cal- says, oh, you've gotten a hint. She's like, what? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um. We learned that uh, Hal's family doesn't particularly understand him to be generous. Yeah. Um, think he's off doing nothing and wasting away and wasting money is probably a better um (laughs) yeah because his sister like she goes in and like it's after he goes upstairs to you know figure out the homework spell swap basically to talk you know talk to his nephew but when he comes down his sister Megan is just just yelling at him that mm-hmm. um, he's a disgrace. Uh, he had all this education, but didn't want to get a good job. He just hangs around, wastes his time, wasted his time in college. Other people's sacrifices. She just, she's going in. <laughs> yeah. Which Sophie seemed to feel a little bad for him about because she basically comes downstairs trying a very grand manner and she's like come hell we've got a lot to do because you're such a busy man and we just we have to go and yeah to get him out of there but also and i think she mentioned servants or something yeah they might be like, stealing the gold plates yeah play him up to his sister because she was just being so mean <laughs> she was but i mean in my opinion megan is the older sister and is like listen mm-hmm. you're dicking around stop because from her perspective, he is. What is he doing? <laughs> exactly. I mean, from any perspective, it's still questionable. What the hell is he doing? That's true. Besides just getting women to fall in love with you. So you yeah. can be like, all right, bye. <laughs> oh, 
Um, they end up having to go to Mike or the nephew's teacher's house because he did turn in the spell to show that he was trying to do something. Yeah. And they meet Miss Angorian, who was engaged to a man named Ben Sullivan, who disappeared. So she rebuffs uh, Howell's advances because he's trying to turn turn on that charm. Mm-hmm. And sweet talker and asks her out for dinner. And she's like, uh, no, I'm engaged. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> but like they can tell Sophie and Michael are like, oh, Letty's been forgotten. Yes. Which for oh, Sophie well. is like, this is my little sister. You're just going to yeah. break her heart like that. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Not the smartest. I did also like. Um, so after they get back, when Howell, he convinces Sophie to blacken his name to the king. Because he yes, does not want to the be job of, like, yeah, of royal magician. He wants her to pretend to be his mom. But first they go ve- meet Miss uh, Pen- Pensamon, mm-hmm. his uh, former teacher, who says that boy is going to go bad. And Sophie's like, going to go bad? <laughs> She clearly doesn't realize (laughs) how Howell is now. Yeah. Uh, But she does tell Sophie that her stick, that Sophie basically has some magic and that her stick has a power to it now. And it's essentially like a wand because she spoke life into it, essentially. Yeah. Which is what she did to the hats right um after that sophie does try to blacken howell's name to the king but the king is not having it he really wants howell to to go and this this actually is what ends up in him formally naming howell his royal magician who needs to go find the prince um yeah but then when sophie leaves she runs into the Witch of the Waste. <laughs> After the Witch of the Waste has just finished killing Mrs. Pensamon. <laughs> yeah, not a good moment. Just, no. I did also like to, though, when she tells, she makes up, an Sophie makes up the excuse saying she was going to go talk to the king about something. So the witch is like, oh, you're going to talk to the king? I'm going to walk you there and fu- like, stay here to make sure that you actually go inside. So poor Sophie, old Sophie has to walk up all these stairs. <laughs> and like, she does get in because and she just says, go. I forgot something. Huh. Yeah. yeah. She's like, if you turn me back, I can still walk up all these stairs. Please. Right. <laughs> all right. And that's where she meets the princess, um, who's a baby. Yes. And that's the one where she's like, she's the cute baby, but 10 of them. <laughs> yes. No, no. Oh, and then, too, she also finds out some of her magic was working because um, one day when both Howell and Michael were out, people were coming for spells, and one man asked for a spell because he had to duel someone. So she gave him a packet of cayenne (laughs) pepper, basically. Yes. (laughs) And it worked because it made the guy sneeze. But he didn't kill the guy, but now the guy's suing him. But she finds (laughs) out that that's the Count of Cataract. Which is who... That, that person with, with the hat, yeah. Yeah. She ran away with him. But yeah, like... Yeah. The the way that the line of the being, like, he's suing me, was just, like, thrown in and, like, a quick yeah. throwaway. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yep. 
after this, Howell ends up getting a cold. <laughs> God. And- <laughs> the biggest drama queen on the planet. It's, he's, it's like no one's ever had a cold before. He's, at one point when he's laying upstairs, he yells for someone to come up because he's dying of neglect. <laughs> it's just like, what? Or boredom. He's so dramatic. Something. Yes, of boredom and, yeah. Um, and Sophie thinks it's because he was, sta- he was out in the rain basically trying to get Miss, uh, Miss Angorian's attention in Wales. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, <laughs> the description of him with the cold, though. Oh, it's... I'm glad no more slime came, but... Yes. <laughs> but yes, like, Michael... Poor Michael can't do anything. Yep. Running up and down the stairs. He wants a bacon sandwich, six slices of bacon. Yep. Chef's like, I was, I was trying to picture... A sandwich. It's like, is that enough bacon? Is that too much bacon? What else is going on in this sandwich? <laughs> is this also the point where they've decided to... No, it's not. He's starting to think about moving. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is solidifying to her that he's done with Letty, but is in love with the teacher now. Yeah. But Michael also doesn't want to move because he doesn't want to be far from Martha. Right. I'm going to bed where I may die. Yes. <laughs> Bury me beside Miss Pinstam. I mean, like, most guys are this way when they get sick. Not going to lie. Most guys. I, when they get a cold, this is how they are. But he also remember, then takes it up another notch. Oh, several notches, <laughs> I think. I remember my first job out of college, this woman, Pam, she'd been married for probably like 30 years at this point. She said something about her husband, like, you know, he can do all these things and fix the car, blah, 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 but then he gets sick and he turns into the biggest fucking baby. <laughs> Nobody understands a man with a cold. You, right. just, you can't relate to it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, two. Also, I forgot um, when Sophie's talking to Mrs. Uh, Pensamon. Howell's teacher we find out that she also taught a man named Ben Sullivan who Mm -hmm. you may know as the wizard Solomon the one the wizard that the king sent away I was like okay interesting so two people came from Wales yeah and also Howell's got a doctorate in magic yes he said he did his doctorate in charms or something like that (laughs) yeah like in Wales it's very weird yes because he he tells Miss Miss Angorian that I've couldn't remember if he was trying to like trying to impress her or what but he tells her when they're there yeah he was trying to get the spell back right right they also decide not to go outside unless they're in disguise because the witch is definitely like starting to notice them Mm-hmm. i did like too how sophie she recognized the witch, even though the witch looked very different from the first time yes. that she saw her. Um, and she doesn't know how, but she did know that that was her. She also didn't expect the witch to recognize her, which the witch was like, mm, I recognize a face that I made. Yeah. <laughs> Such a mess. Yeah. And then Sophie gets a dog. That's not actually a dog. Her man dog. Yep, a dog that turns briefly into a man and is able to say 
Um, he, Letty sent him. Letty crying and very unhappy sent me to you, told me to stay. Don't tell the wizard and turns back into a dog. Yeah. So. In her mind, she's like, oh, she's heartbroken. This is like Mm -hmm. her way of keeping tabs on uh, Howl. Which is what I thought. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Calcifer sees all this happen and he says, you know, I mean, very obviously he's a, he's a human under a spell. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. (laughs) Um, but he also doesn't tell Howl, which I thought was interesting that he also kept the dog, the the dog man secret at first. Yeah. It's, Howl is convinced that Sophie bullies Calcifer into doing things, but it's like, no, Calcifer is just like, yeah, whatever. I'll do what Sophie says. Right. Yeah. Because I choose to. Yeah. (laughs) Because why not? Because hmm? why not? Yeah. Yeah. So Howell's also devastated by the death of his teacher. And he decides he's going to go to the funeral in disguise. But I was like, this is a bad idea because the witch is looking for you. She knows that you studied under this teacher. She killed her because she wouldn't tell her something, which I was like, this is obviously related to you. This is a bad idea. <laughs> um, but he goes as a dog. And the witch finds him. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. I like the description of the fighting, though, that it's like up in the clouds and then they fight with illusions. And yeah. then there's crazy strong winds and waves coming up out of the harbor. It is just as dramatic as Howl is. Yes. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's able to get away. He doesn't kill her, but he's able to get away. And Calcifer, because he's connected to Howl and helps with the magic... Um, he's able to sense that the witch's fire demon is really old, that she's had it for at least like a hundred years. Thought of things to do that Calcifer hadn't even thought to do. And uh, that's when Howell decides that they need to move because Calcifer is actually in the Port Haven house. Mm-hmm. So they want he wants to move him. There is some concern about this possibly killing Calcifer. Um, but it is but it's necessary. The safest, yeah, it's necessary. Safest option right now. So uh, Hal ends up actually buying Sophie's old house in the hat shop because Fanny has sold it. Yeah, she's gotten married. Yep. So they decide they're going to buy it. They're going to sell flowers. Um, Howell and Michael take care of the magics for the house that they need, and they end up painting new co- uh, colors on the doorknob. So now if you turn it purple side down, it opens up to these flowers that are at the edge of the waist. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful. And apparently it was started by Wizard Sullivan or Solomon. He was trying to kind of flush the witch out with flowers. <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, it's a strategy. Yeah. It didn't work. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. I really like these chapter titles. Um like the one where that we're kind of summarizing right now is like in which the moving house move in moving castle moves house but then there's yes. one that's like um in which no in which there is a great deal of witchcraft like they're very yes. just <laughs> blood. It's one where they fight yep <laughs> uh, there's also one with their worth entirely too much washing and that's when yes. she's first <laughs> doing all of the cleaning and uh in which sophie expresses her feelings with weed killer like they're just oh, wonderful that's a good one <laughs> But I'm glad they picked flowers because she's like, I don't want to do hats ever again. Yeah. 
And then two, this is also after they move him, where Sophie finally realizes and asks Calcifer if he was ever a falling star. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get to find out how him and Howell meet, because yes, Calcifer was a falling star. Uh, Howell chased him in the Seven League Boots. And Calcifer was scared of him, but also scared because apparently when a star is falling, it knows that it's going to die. And he didn't want to die. So Howell offered to keep him alive the way humans stay alive. And Calcifer suggested a contract. Mm-hmm. So that's how they met. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 a really not born out of malice for either of them. It's right. Out of he says fear. Howell felt sorry for him. Yeah. And so it really had me going like, why do you want to break this contract? Right. And what does it mean? Like, will you die if you yeah, break this contract? Exactly. Like, or maybe you're ready to. And Michael is, like, whining because, like, one of their new places is near the waist. And he's like, I just don't feel safe. And Calcifer's like, you're mm-hmm. in a wizard's house. Calm down. Like, you're never yeah. safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they do have a... A pretty good time of it in their shop with these flowers because since they're able to basically just open a door and get fresh flowers they have in very pretty different types um they get a lot of customers uh howell i feel like howell doesn't really help a super ton in the shop (laughs) he's still wandering in and out yep she asks if he's trying to find Justin, and he's, of course, ignoring her. Right. Doesn't want to be pinned down, so he won't answer that question. Right. Uh, but, but Sophie finds she has quite the green thumb. She's able to make some things grow. But then what ends up growing in one of her pots is a mandrake root, mm-hmm. which is part of the curse that the witch sent after Howell. So Howell's a little worried about that. Yeah. We also learned he's roughly 27, because yes, there's 10,000 uh, days, 10,000 days, which is roughly <laughs> 27 and change. Yeah. So also too, the scarecrow comes back and Sophie yeah. kind of wills it away by just saying, we're not here. Go away quickly. We're not here. Just repeating that over and over and over again. And it just goes past the shop in the house. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. And then it's suddenly going a lot quicker, the opposite direction. <laughs> yep. So then at a certain point, the dog is able to turn back into a human again. And he's like, he says something like, like he's jealous of Howell because Howell does that so easily. <laughs> um, but that's where we get to find out who this, who this man is. He was the man that was with the witch when the witch came to the hat shop and cursed Sophie in the first place. Mm-hmm. And he acts like he doesn't remember uh, anything. Right. But he does tell Sophie... Um, uh, where is it? Oh, no, he doesn't tell her yet. He turns back into a dog. <laughs> um, this one I was surprised by because, I, you know, after when he's trying to talk to her after that, turns back into a dog. Miss Angorian, the nephew's teacher, comes into the castle. Yeah. Which I was like, how did you do this? <laughs> well, at one point they do say that, like, 
several of his love interests have like found their way to the house and like have tried to come in and yeah but she got in yeah that's true <laughs> yeah um well did she kind of push she might have kind of pushed her way in kind of yeah i think yeah uh but she sees the guitar and grabs it and says that ben her fiance had one just like it mm-hmm. so she's concerned something happened to ben sophie gets her to leave Eventually. <laughs> yeah, mostly just kind of kicks her out and and uh, Sophie refuses to let her have the guitar too. Yeah. In the most like sassy way. She's like, you don't know this is Ben's. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Um, then eventually Howell realizes that the dog is a human with a spell on it <laughs> and he gets really angry does someone tell him or does he just finally realize she tells him he okay. said that because the, the he he turned into another dog so that's right. like oh you you have a second dog and sophie says no it's the same dog he's under a spell he's like what so he looks at him he's like how did you not tell this is a this is a man this is not a dog <laughs> <laughs> and he's really angry that she didn't tell him um, and then he gets mad at Calcifer too because Calcifer knew mm-hmm. and also didn't tell him. And this just kind of sets off like he's angry, Sophie's angry. They're mm-hmm. all kind of just angry. Right. She was already in a bad mood because of Miss Angorian mm-hmm. um, and everything. So Michael didn't know though. So that the dog, he, he oh, was yeah. just Michael's, dog Michael's thinking fine. it was a puppy, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael, Michael's Michael. Michael just needs to get married and go settle down. Just, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault he didn't know it wasn't. No, but he yeah, is a wizard apprentice, you know. <laughs> Howell's basically like, okay, fine. I'm not going to be mad at you. <laughs> but I'm mad at these two. Yes. So finally they're able to turn him back into a man uh, permanently. Yes. But Calcifer says that the, this man is incomplete and that he has parts from another man, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Cause he's Percival or the last name he answered to is Percival. So they call him Percival. He doesn't know. He says he doesn't know like anything, remember anything. And Sophie's pissed and she's like, I just want to kill something. So she goes and kills things with weeds. Weed killer. Right. Which wasn't actually, what was she, I think she was trying to make whatever it was be daffodils, but she was yes. angry and it turned into something not great looking that they figured could kill the weeds. So she went out killing some weeds. Yep. <laughs> and Percival goes with her and then he says, he doesn't even actually know how he knows her sister Letty because uh, she says she never saw him, but mm-hmm. he knew all about her. Um, and... Basically, the witch thought that Sophie was Letty. Yes. In the hat shop. And he didn't know that he didn't actually know that Letty had a sister. Yeah. So, like, it's a mistake, case of mistaken identity. Right. And then the witch turned him into a dog just after, you know, they got out of town from putting the spell on Sophie. And then Sophie found him. And he couldn't get, he, that's when he says that he couldn't get rid of the stick and it stuck him, you know, he got stuck mm-hmm. in the hedge because of it. And then this is the part where I got really upset. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It got weird and upsetting. 
Yeah, because Percival says that Wizard Howell kept visiting Letty. Letty was not interested, and she asked him to bite him. Yes. (laughs) But Howell suddenly started asking about Sophie. Um, And then he told Letty he knows someone called Sophie who looks like her. Letty said it was her sister. And Howell said that she was an old woman. And this is where I was walking around my kitchen just yelling, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, you knew and you haven't said anything. You haven't helped her. What? How knew? Letty knew. (laughs) Michael knew. Yeah, we find out Michael, which is then another round of me yelling, this motherfucker. Martha knows. I'm so angry. <laughs> Martha and Letty are upset because she never reached out to them. Yep. <sighs> and Mrs. Fairfax knew too. Miss Fairfax knew, yes. Yep. Hal does admit that like he's tried to break it and is able to like ease her aches and pains, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. But also maybe blames her, like it's her fault that it's still there. Yeah. Which that I didn't get. I wasn't sure if that was just him being him or Right, because Sophie's getting angrier and angrier. She realizes that if Miss Fairfax could tell who she was, that most likely Howell's teacher could tell Mm -hmm. when they met that this is not actually his mother. Um, But she didn't say anything. And I liked, too, when she finally goes storming back into the house, Howell and Michael are hastily dismantling (laughs) a spell, which she's like, it's clearly something to help them eavesdrop. And she's so pissed. (laughs) She's done. And Hal's like, get behind me, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yep, it's. She (laughs) basically Michael knew before Howell that his Letty told him. And this is where I was pissed. But he told Howell. And then Howell says that the other Letty also told him. Um, yeah, he's like, it's like a that, week of everybody telling me. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, um, but he's also like, you think I don't know my business well enough to know a spell when I see it? Um, he had several goes at trying to take it off when she wasn't looking. It wasn't working. He brought her to his teacher to see if she could help. And then she couldn't do anything. And that's when he says that um, he came to the conclusion that she liked being in disguise. Yeah, that I didn't get. Right. Because then he also says it must be strange because you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. Or it must be because you're doing it to yourself. And says, what a strange family you are. <laughs> yeah. Is your name Letty too? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not meant to be funny. And I understand why she's very angry, but. Right. Because the next thing she does is throw that weed killer at him. <laughs> yes. Just like, good for you. He misses. He's able to move. Everything. They're fine. Um, but I wasn't sure if that had anything to do with it. If maybe she had gotten comfortable or. I mean, she liked being an old woman. She's, she was no longer embarrassed yeah. by anything that she did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the same thing they tell you, like, that at some point you're just not going to care. Right. And where when you're younger, you're like, nope, I can't imagine ever getting that way. Right. And yet. And also maybe like, because no one knows her as the oldest of three, she doesn't really feel that pressure of failure and, you know. Right. 
Yeah, so maybe that was part of it, that if she hadn't felt that way, he would have been able to break the witch's spell, mm-hmm. or at least his teacher might have been able to, because she was a strong witch, too. Yeah, it is weird. And I'm not entirely sure what breaks the spell. Calcifer. Is it Calcifer? Okay, because I was like... Yeah, because she's eventually it, able to break be, his contract. Because of then, breaking his contract. Okay, because yeah. I was like... it. There is no big shining moment. And I was just like, okay, I think it's because of this. But also like, yeah, it, it's I weird. I that description because it was a very slow roll of, and her hair is getting in her face and it's red. Or like very little brief mentions yeah. as we, we know when that comes up. Um, so I felt a little bit better when we found out that Howell had been trying to help her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was still also like, why would you not still tell her that? Yeah, you I don't know. Yeah. There's some kind of like. Why? Moment like, or at least be like, you needed to learn to accept. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's 27. Like, he should be calming down and not so much of like a hyper dramatic. Fuck boy. <laughs> For lack of a better phrase. But so Sophie decides to leave. Yep. She doesn't care that Midsummer's Day is coming, which is um, from the poem that Miss Angorian read to Howell. He took as part of the curse, and that that was basically when he was going to have to meet back up with the Witch of the Waste, mm-hmm. who I keep wanting to call the Witch of the West, <laughs> which is exactly who she's based off of. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so she's trying to leave, but she gets caught up helping Michael get the flowers and get the garlands together for Midsummer's Day, and then someone comes knocking, and it's Mrs. Cheveril Smith to call upon the new occupants and it's Fanny mm-hmm. her stepmother she comes in wearing the hat to which Sophie said you're gonna have to marry money yep and clearly Fanny has married money <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she knows Sophie right away I teared up here because it was like <laughs> very clearly she recognized her and really had been worried about her and even had, like, yep. a reward out for her and, like, yep. w- does admit that she was probably taking advantage, but not, like, intentionally trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also liked how um, when Fanny or Sophie mentions that Wizard Harold took her in because of the things Fanny heard about the wizard, she's like, where is he? What did he do to you? <laughs> yes. He did this to you. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> she's such a good mom. Yep. <laughs> so... As they're talking and catching up, Michael comes in with Martha, who also knows Sophie. And I was like, yes, yes. where's Letty? <laughs> and also Martha's who starting the next person? to look like herself, which there is a moment yes. where uh, Michael's like, yeah, that Letty's pretty, talking about the real Letty, but right. my Letty is prettier. And I was like, okay, Martha must be starting to let the spell wear off. Yes. And I think Sophie says something like, people don't always you know, stay looking the same. (laughs) I think he's just like, yeah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Now, can she go by Martha, please? (laughs) Like, let her have her name. Yes. Um, And then Letty and Mrs. Fairfax come in, who also recognize Sophie. Um, And Hal is 
came in drunk and has passed out in bed when all of yes. this is going on. Yes. Um, ba, 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 ba. And they just and have a party. Hmm? They just have a party. What? Yeah, they basically hang out, talking, catching up, and then Miss Angorian comes in. Mm-hmm. So Sophie feels kind of bad for kicking her out the last time. So she's like, oh, I guess I can get her to stay until um, Howell wakes up. And Miss Angorian ends up basically entertaining herself by going out into the, the flowers near the edge of the waste. So Sophie tells her, don't go towards the southeast. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, I won't go far. It's fine. And... <laughs> and- yeah, it was very weird. She's just like, we're leaving her in the flowers. She, it's not a big deal. Right. It's like this crazy, this door that I came through, but it opens up to, now it opens up to this, these beautiful flowers, but I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to go. Yeah, so no, she goes. She doesn't question it yeah. at all. Yep. And then a little while later, Calcifer yells up to Howell that the witch has found his sister's family. Mm-hmm. Which Howell gets up and he go. He doesn't spend two hours in the bathroom. He just goes flying out the door to go protect them. And then one of the things that when he was deathly ill, dying of boredom, dying of neglect, <laughs> Sophie went upstairs one of the times to talk to him and she ends up seeing out his window and he doesn't see out into the, their yard. What he sees is the yard of his sister's house, which I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he loves his family. So, yes. So all of them go charging upstairs, well, led by Sophie because she knows, go upstairs and they look out the window to see what's happening and they can see the witch standing in the yard and Howell's niece and nephew going towards her, but looking like they don't want to, and his sister standing there unable to stop them. But also, like, uh, reaming into her, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Megan's not going to let things happen, no. you know, quietly. She's no. going to let you know. <laughs> If she lit into her own brother, she's going to go in on this this witch trying to steal her children. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Howell charges at the witch, chases her away, and they're off. <laughs> um, but then, the scarecrow comes back again <laughs> to the yeah. castle. Damn scarecrow. Yep. This poor scarecrow is just trying to do his job. What's hilarious is like all this is going on during a party. It's clearly bad. And Miss Fairfax and Fanny are like, this room's disgusting. We're going to clean it. Like all the damn spiders. spiders all over the place. Yes. So you got to get rid of them. (laughs) I'm going to pin up my dress. We're going to clean this room. I'm just like, but the witch of the West waste. It's not their fight. Nope, it's not at all. <laughs> Howell's taking care of that. Yeah. Um, so the scarecrow is at the door. <clears throat> and there's a skull, a skull that had been inside of Howell's house this whole time. Um, it ends up having a weird effect on the guitar, mm-hmm. which starts to make a sound which Calcifer is able to translate because it's trying to speak, saying that it's not going to hurt anyone. It wants Sophie's permission to come in. So she lets it come in. And then it ends up falling onto the skull and the skull melts into the head. And now it can speak. 
Cause, Which I was like, you know, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest magic, but it's awesome. Yep, very weird, but I was like, okay, I see what we're doing. I see what we're doing. <laughs> Thanks, Sophie, for helping him when he was um, knocked over and her setting him up in the first place. <laughs> and he says that he still has more parts missing that he's looking for. But then... The witch. We hear the witch telling her voice coming from somewhere, telling Michael to pass the message along to Howell when he gets back. And it's that he she has Miss Lily Angorian in her fortress in the waste and he needs to come and get her. Yeah. So I was like, well, that was a good good strategy on the witch's part. Yep. Still <laughs> the, the woman that uh, Howell is in love with. Or so everybody yep. thinks. Right. While well, going after his family and then actually getting her was right. my thinking. So Sophie thinks this is all her fault. She takes the seven league boots and she uses those to find the uses them to find the uh, witch's fortress, which she does. And she's able to get in. But it seems like the witch is afraid of her stick, but not of her. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's able to uh, kind of trap Sophie by with what was like the orange the orange stuff um they're just two is it the two orange figures yeah or they it's just, and then the stick it's something turns into essentially like all these oh, body right. parts of like Justin and the wizard are kind of like all around <laughs> Yeah, and the page, the page boys that were there, they melt and turn into this orange stuff that yeah. sticks Sophie kind of to a wall. Um, Sophie sees the headless body of Prince Justin. And yeah. we get to, which I was like, that's so weird. And we get to find out more from the witch and what she did, which was basically she said she sold Wizard Solomon's skull when she sold his guitar. Prince Justin's head is walking around somewhere with the other leftover parts and that this body that she has there, which I'm sorry, it's not just the prince's body, but this body is the perfect mixture of Prince Justin and Wizard Solomon, and it is waiting for Howell's head to make it our perfect human, which is like, wow. Yep. She's got some plans. Um, yeah, it'll make him then, king and make her queen yes. somehow. And they're going to take over the kingdom, basically. Yeah. This is a very long, elaborate plan. Like, maybe you could have just killed the current king and taken over. I don't yeah, know. But this is know. like a whole elaborate thing. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, Sophie's response is like, you understand his head's not going to do what you want. Like, have you met how? <laughs> right. Right. This is not a good plan. Uh, so while Sophie's tied up, the witch leaves, but... She's Sophie's able to use her stick to try to get the orange stuff to start coming off of her. But then the Scarecrow comes to help save the day, mm-hmm. followed by Howl. <laughs> um, I love that the Scarecrow is just like, I'm doing this. Yes. Uh, but Howl comes and he's able to kill the witch. Uh, he does tell the Scarecrow that he doesn't think that the Scarecrow will find the witch's heart there but that her fire demon has it mm-hmm. which i was like what <laughs> which is the point where it's that like means- calcifer must have howls that must be part mm-hmm. of the bargain 
Mm-hmm. Very strange. And then I did like here too, though, where Sophie's look when she looks at Howell, as she feared, the daylight coming through showed that he had not bothered to shave or tidy. At a point earlier on when Michael and Calcifer were talking about kind of how vain Howell is. Yeah. They basically said the day he doesn't spend two hours to get ready to go see someone is the day that we'll know he's actually in love. But I thought it was interesting that that sentence started with as she had feared. Yeah. Because there's not. But then she does also. She goes on to think that he must love Miss Angorian very much. So. Yeah. She's convinced that that's who. And that's like her goal is to save her for how like Mm -hmm. it's. It's an interesting, she's not trying to sacrifice herself. She's just like, no, this is who Howell loves. So I'm going to help him get it back. And yeah, but also like puts her shawl over the headless body, like on the shoulders. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yep. And then Howell says that he thought that if he had arranged for her family to visit, that she would have kept quiet and things would have been calm. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. Yep, which I was like, aw, that's nice of it him. It was very nice of him. Yeah. That he also slept through it. Yep, yep, yep. We also find out that the Scarecrow was created by Wizard Solomon. Mm-hmm. That basically when the Witch of the Waste caught him, he cast all the magic he could spare onto the to the Scarecrow and ordered him to come to his rescue. But then by then, the witch had basically cut him up into all these pieces, so he's having a hard time finding yeah. all of them. <laughs> Which is also why Justin was having a hard time finding Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, I, I didn't make this connection. A lot of times, I feel like when I read a book or watch a movie, <coughs> and I see one thing, I can kind of gauge how the next thing is going to go. When Howell says that Miss Angorian is the fire demon, I was like, what do you mean she's the fire demon? And the same thing. I was like, wait, what? I was like, I had backed up. I was like, did I miss something? No, like it's, it's, I wish we could get more of her backstory because this, this, my one big complaint about this book is that it wraps up really quick. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be like, did you really fall in love with Ben Sullivan? Like, right. Was that a lie? Yeah, like, is that how, how you How did you and the evil? witch meet? Yeah. How did you take her over? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I do too. Like, I get the impression that the longer the contract goes on, that, like, eventually it just sours. But yeah. also, Maybe. any kind of information would have been nice. Yeah. Um, And Howell, when Sophie tells Howell that she had been in the house or the castle. Wait a minute. There was also something else. Where was it? He says something to her that he had hoped that she would have been too jealous to let her near the castle or let her in. I was like, when did we start suspecting jealousy here, sir? Or (laughs) thinking jealousy. (laughs) I mean, Sophie doesn't like her and it is kind of clearly jealous, but like, he's also like, you're too damn nice. Yes, too damn nice. Um, but he realizes because Miss Angorian touched the, or the fire demon, touched the guitar, that it's probably still in there. Yeah. So, because Sophie left the boots when she got to the waist, he ends up having to create a wind to carry them. 
Um, and that's where he, while they're doing this, he admits that. Oh, um, she asks him basically, you know, you were going to rescue the prince. Why did you pretend to run away? Like, why did you try to say you weren't going to try to help the prince? And he says that he's a coward. And really the only way to get him to do something, get him to do something so scary is to tell himself that he's not going to do it. (laughs) Just like, okay. (laughs) Yep. And this was the last part of the curse because it's an honest wind. He's being honest in this wind. And that was uh, also mentioned, which I was like. Okay, interesting. Um, when they get back, I think the guitar explodes, mm-hmm. and then Miss Angorian is there, the fire demon. And she says she can lay hands on Howell's heart, and she picks Calcifer up out of his grate, and she squeezes him, and both Howell and Calcifer scream. Mm-hmm. And Howell passes out. Yeah. Sophie is able to save the day, essentially, (laughs) because she tells her stick to beat Miss Angorian, but only her, not to hurt anyone else. Which I love. And the stick, yes, Um, because Howell says something to her before about how she doesn't think first. Yeah, she's like, I'm a failure, I suck. And he's like, no, you just don't think. (laughs) Yeah, think sometimes. So she does, and um, she's able to get Calcifer away from her as the stick tries to uh, beat her to death, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she talks to Calcifer and asks, like, if I break your contract, is this going to kill you? Uh, he says it would if it would was anyone else. And that's why he asked her to do it, because she can talk life into things. So she tells him to have another thousand years and she takes from him the part that is actually Howell's heart. Aww. Um. Yeah, which I was like, oh, so that's how you're so damn connected. Yeah. And also, this is an interesting deal to make with a star. Yeah. But also, kind of how giving Howell can be if he felt bad for the star that was scared to die, where he was like, okay, you can have my heart. Yeah. So that you can live. Exactly. Live okay. like a human. Yeah. And also, it's like, is um, this why he keeps bouncing from girl to girl? Because he can't find love. Doesn't have a damn heart. Yeah. <laughs> or it's not in his body. Um, I also liked Calcifer's reaction. He's like, I'm free. And he's like up the chimney and he is out. <laughs> yes. He's like, bye-bye. Yep. And then while he's doing that, Sophie puts the heart into back into Howell. And that's where there's mention of like her, her red hair keeps getting in her face and this and that. And like little bits where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so Calcifer was able to, to do this. Um, I also, at one point, like the, the, the phrases in this book, like how someone might say, oh, damn, when they make a mistake or something, when Howell comes to, he says, hell's teeth. There are some really good, like, phrases yes. like that in this book. It's like, I've got a hangover. Um, yeah. And then he says he has to save that fool Sophie. And she's like, I'm right here. Where I was like, okay, you must be back to yeah. normal. Um, he's able to pull the heart out of Miss Angorian and crushes it. And then... That fire demon is no more. Mm-hmm. And uh, he explains to Sophie that both him and Calcifer hoped that she could uh, break the contract and that neither of them wanted to end up like the witch and this fire demon. Yeah, that's where the hint of like, okay, maybe this relationship just is doomed to sour. But who knows? Yeah, maybe just as the time goes on. Yeah. 
But then I was also like, is it the demon itself? Because Calcifer doesn't seem like, kind of like I'm Buffy and Angel. Not all demons are evil. Exactly. Maybe, you know, Calcifer is a nice demon. Yeah. And the one that was with uh, Miss Angorian was like, no, I want all the power and I want to control you. So I'm and I'm going to be evil. <laughs> maybe or maybe the witch killed her, you know, love and that set her off. I, I really wish yeah. we got any information. But yeah. Who knows? Or when Howell hurt the witch, she let the fire demon take over to yeah. get revenge. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's I don't know. Like it's. You brought this on yourself. There's not enough information to explain their side of it at all. And that's like yeah. basically my big complaint is I'm like, mm, I just want to know a little bit more. Like it's not enough to, you can have a villain that you don't need an explanation for. Like, like Michael Myers, I don't need his backstory. Like there's just some people that are crazy or like that are just <laughs> going to kill people in the seventies. And <laughs> But the way they that this is set up, it's like I do need to understand: was there an actual love? Did this relationship just sour? What happened here? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And then, although Howell calls her sad, I, when uh, Sophie's like, "You jilted the witch," he says something like, "She's a sad woman." So yeah. part of me wonders if. Like, if we could get more information, if the fire demon had taken over by then. Yeah, I really or, yeah. wish. Or if, you know, if it hadn't and Howell's just being a dick. Like, yeah, she just didn't hold my interest. She was sad. <laughs> Which is quite possible. Yeah. Um, but Sullivan and, and Justin are now two people. Yep. Then they're whole. And uh, Wizard Sullivan apologizes for trying to bite yeah. Wizard Howell. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I believe he actually asks to take Letty on as a uh, as an as a a pupil, a student. Yeah, I was trying to figure out. So obviously Martha and Michael are together. That's fine. I couldn't tell yep. if Justin actually really liked Letty, or if like right. like that's not if really he, resolved. Like right, or if he just like noticed her when he was yeah in town. Yeah. yeah, it's that's that because Justin's like, I need to get home. Yeah, just let me go home. But I really I love that, like, him. all this chaos is going around them. <laughs> and they're just like, he's like, your hair is really pretty. Yeah. And then what do you call that? And I like she's like, where is it? She says, um, Oh, he does say something to her, too, that he was wondering if she was going to turn out to be the lovely girl he met on May Day. Yes. Um, he asks, oh, what would you call your would you call your hair ginger? Yeah. She's like red gold. Unlike some people's, it's natural. It's like, <laughs> OK, Sophie. <laughs> yes. Well, she hasn't changed. And we find out no. how is just because Hal's heart is back does not mean that he's changed either. Yeah. Although he does say to her, I think we ought to live happily ever after, which I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. But is that a line? <laughs> he chased after her without getting dressed or without that's pampering. True. He did. Yep. He did the same for his his sister and his nieces, yeah. his niece and nephew. And then for her. And I really like um, that Miss Fairfax, Justin's like, am I addressing the lady of the house to Miss or to Fanny? And she's like, no. 
And, uh, but maybe. And uh, Fanny's like, I'm not, but I guess Sophie is. And Miss Fairfax is like, soon to be. <clears throat> and I'm like, yep. okay, well. Yep. Seems like they, they see where this is going. Yep. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. I did like though that basically like I like the way that chaos was described yes. at this point that basically Sophie and Howell are paying attention only to each other <laughs> and if they had attention to spare then they might have noticed all of these people trying to speak to them yeah. <laughs> and it's like the different things that each one of them is trying to say like Letty was trying to ask for advice and how or Wizard Solomon's trying to apologize for trying to bite Wizard Howell and uh, Fanny's like I think this is a prince yeah <laughs> and Prince Justin is trying to thank them for rescuing you know thank him for rescuing him and Martha <laughs> Sophie the spell's off of you did you notice yes yeah she noticed yes oh um, but they're holding hands and smiling. And the only thing that uh, gets their attention is Michael finally shouting, I said that Calcifer's come back. <laughs> and then they look and Calcifer's back in his grate. Because it's raining. So sweet. <laughs> it, yeah, yes. I mean, he's like, yeah, I'll come back. But also it's raining. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, I don't mind as long as I can come and go. And it's raining yeah. and market shipping right now. So, Which is a very... Fun ending. Yes. So very cute. Yeah. Overall, um, I wish I had had this when I was a kid. I think it's a great book. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, I probably would have been less jaded about how. <laughs> but I mean, maybe I like the ending because I when I first kind of thought, okay, this might be going the route of these two are going to end up getting together whenever Sophie gets turned back. At first, I was like, am I on board? Because he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I never expected there to be a love aspect of the story. Yeah. Oh, not at the beginning. Yeah. No, I thought this guy ate hearts and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> I thought he would be like a grumpy old wizard. Yeah. But no, he's young. And then he gets covered in green slime yes. when he's throwing a temper tantrum. That's where I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I mean, I know we knew at that point how vain he was, but this that temper tantrum just was like okay all right i don't think you're evil at all you're just an idiot like a, yep. a crybaby yep you're just a vain i think he's intelligent he's just a vain drama queen yeah well too because also there's a point where sophie sees him teaching michael and he says something to michael now i know i'm slapdash when i, <laughs> I put stuff together but there's no reason that you should be yes. <laughs> like do things neatly and orderly Whoops. So yeah, so. I like it. I have not I lot, yeah. gotten the second or third book yet, but I probably will. Yeah. So it's kind of along that. Do you know what you're reading next? That's not for the podcast. I do actually. I have okay. Still learning how to use this Kindle. Um, it is called because I keep getting the title back. I'm on the fence about this book, so it will be interesting to see um, if I can get through it or not. Because the I have only read one other book by this author, and I did not care for it. So Ooh. it is called 
Sawkill Girls. It's supposed to be some kind of like mystery. Um, it's getting good reviews, but so did her other book that I didn't like. So who's the author? It is. I'm trying to find the like. <laughs> Here we go. It is Sawkill Girls by Claire Legrand. Um, her other book, Furyborn. If you ever want to know like what I didn't care for, I, I can get into mm-hmm. that. But um, this is a very different genre from that. So I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. The cover's gorgeous. So um, that is part of the reason why I was like, well, uh, I was all for it until I realized who the author was. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out from the library first. So <laughs> what about you? What are you reading next? I'm actually going to read the next Howl book. Oh, yay! Let me know how it is. <laughs> um, I got our next book for the podcast, and I was like, let me just see if they have <laughs> Castle in the Air. And they did, so because the Providence Public Library is still under construction, I have to request books anyway, so I requested both of them. Nice. Uh, so I'm just waiting for those to to come in. Very nice. Yeah. I have not put our next so book on reserve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if it'll... I kind of hope that it talks a little bit more about The Witch of the Waste yeah. and what happened there, but I don't know. I haven't actually read um, a summary for it. I think in the interview with the author at the end of this book, it mentions how we get to see more of Sophie and Howell, but okay, I don't know how much of the past it's going to go into with The Witch. So Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. And then for us, for the podcast, we will be doing Queen of the Damned by Anne Rice because we are, our challenge is a bestseller from the year one of the hosts was born. And this one is Megan's. Yay. So what year? 1988. 1988. Yep. Um, and it'll line up. We're both 80s babies. And there was a lot of Stephen King. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <in> both yeah. <laughs> of them. Yeah. Actually, the um, guests we're having wanted to do one of these with us and like mm-hmm. a pair it's like well it looks like uh here are the authors that were in the 80s <laughs> that had bestsellers yeah. so right which was uh very amazing yeah and our guest will be james anderson from the unabashedly obsessed podcast he was on last time when we did a mercy by tony morrison yes so i'm excited to have him back because he was a lot of fun i am too i don't think this will be as uh intellectually stimulating but it'll it should still be a lot of fun i mean you never know that's true i don't know i've never i haven't read i don't think i've read any Anne rice actually i have not i remember we owned a bunch of them but um mm-hmm. vampires were very terrifying to me until twilight came out like i never thought i'd read a vampire book until twilight mm. so gotcha i think it was one of those uh well we could talk about that next week because i'm never gonna remember the title <laughs> Um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I think my closest to Anne Rice was just seeing Interview with the Vampire. Oh, yes. Great movie. Yeah. But I also don't know how much they changed from the book. Nope. No idea. No clue. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So where else can people find you besides here? Uh, so two of my podcasts are currently on hiatus. Um, the other one that's still going strong is Minds at Yerk. Uh, so you can go find me over there, which comes out um, generally on Tuesday or Wednesday, every other Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah, go listen to us reread the Animorph series. Uh, what about you? Uh, still here for now. Okay. 
I think maybe next time I might have that other thing that I can go into because I think it'll be out. Okay, good. Hopefully, (laughs) if not very soon. Um, But for us, you can find us at JBC Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, all the social media. And then we also do have the Facebook page, a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Yay. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Come back in two weeks for a bestseller from... 1988 or if you want to do the year you were born um if you want to read along with us again queen of the damned by ann rice and we'll be back with james anderson from unabashedly obsessed so thanks for listening and keep supporting your local libraries